Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So, multiple things to get to this morning. We've got Joe Ingles coming up next in the next segment. Uh, Joe is funny as always, but also had some, uh, you know, some smart stuff to say. He, he and PK get into Australian history. Uh, Bowler's coming up after that. But before we get to all the basketball, I want to start with a little bit of, uh, a little bit of golf. Mackenzie Hughes nearly shot a 59 at the Travelers Championship in Connecticut. 59. He ended up with a 60, but he had a chance at 59, as he said. Cardinal Sin didn't get the ball all the way to the hole, left it short. Uh, Phil Mickelson came out with a good round to start things off, and so did uh, Roy McElroy. Uh, but, you know, when you're chasing a 60, you're going to be three or four shots back. There are a lot of guys at 67, 66, and 65, so they're going low there. They're also going low. And Kirk Cragthorpe was spot on when he was on with us earlier this week. They're also going low at the Utah Championship, Corn Ferry Tour at the uh, Oak Ridge Country Club. And we were talking with Kurt about, you know, getting a PGA Tour event here. Well, this is a PGA Tour event, but from the main tour with the stars. This is, as he said, the second best tour in the world. Uh, Even better than the European Tour. The guys on this tour are great, but they're all trying to make the big tour. And uh, I talked to Kurt, like, assuming you could get everything else lined up, sponsorships and a date for TV and all that stuff. Um, does Utah have a course that can host a PGA Tour event? Because at elevation, and these guys hit the ball so far, you know, is that even possible? And he, he was pointing out, well, no, number one. Uh, and number two, Johnny Miller thought he was building one when he built Thanksgiving Point. And the Utah Championship in its various forms has been at Willow Creek, and it's been at um, Thanksgiving Point. It's currently at Oak Ridge. It's moved around a little bit. Um, But when the guys were there, it's also been down at uh, Riverside Country Club. Um, But when the guys were there, they they just went way low, and they overpowered that course. And the thing is that they hit the ball so much further now than they did 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And then you mix in the elevation. So... Uh, I'm watching yesterday, and they do two hours of TV from 4 to 6 p.m., and then at 6, they go right into a recap of what happened on the PGA Tour on the Golf Channel. So it's a, if you're a golfer, it's a, nice little, uh, it's a nice little deal. And Davis Riley, who's tied for 73rd, uh, and who shot a 69, a 269. So he's, got, he's playing a 547-yard par 5, and he gets on the green in two. He reaches a 547-yard green in two. And he's actually, the ball's at the back of the green, a little beyond the hole. And he went driver, nine iron. Completely overpowered the hole. Driver, nine iron on a 547-yard par four. It looked, they didn't say, watching it, it looked like he hit the, the five iron. It had to be 150. It might have been 160. I don't think it was more than 170. But so that uh, once, even if it is 170, that's a 370-yard drive and 170-yard 9-iron. I mean, or it's 390 and, you know, 155 or whatever it is. I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal how hard he's hitting the ball and how far he's hitting the ball. And you put the PGA Tour guys out here, yeah, good luck. So it'd be great to have a PGA Tour event here. But uh, I don't know. What do you need? You need like a 9,000-yard course? You need something crazy and ridiculous? Um, 
Or do you need green so brutal that nobody else wants to play it the rest of the year? <laughs> it's good enough for the PGA guys. The rest of us are like, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> None of that. So I thought that was interesting watching it. Just, I mean, a 547-yard par 5, and you go driver 9-iron, and the ball's on the back edge of the green. Holy cow. That's incredible. All right. The um, question of the morning is up on our Facebook page. You can hit that on DJ and PK or go to Twitter and David DJ James. Uh, Quinn Snyder uh, did a Zoom press conference. Not the longest Zoom press conference I've ever seen. I think he probably talked for about 20 minutes. Most of them usually go about 30, but eh, he, he was there a few minutes late and it ended a few minutes before 3.30. Uh, but he said a few things, and um, one of them, he was asked about a wide range of issues that uh, the coaches have an association, and they've got a group, which actually I think is most of the coaches. Um, I mean, the Knicks don't have a coach, but you get the point. Um, it's a racial injustice uh, committee, and so we'll see what they're going to work on um, you know, they're just getting started. Um, but he was asked a bunch of questions about that, about what they're doing, what he's seeing, what he's thought, and all that kind of stuff. And he was asked about <clears throat> the back and forth between jazz fans and Donovan uh, Mitchell on uh, social media. And so he gave a, you know, a pretty long answer. He'd seen it. He didn't duck it with, oh, I didn't see it. He saw it, and he did see a lot of positive things there, but he saw some some uh, several nev- negative comments there that he thought were just uh, you know horrible and wrong and he used a really big word that I cannot remember for the life of me right now but um, anyway horrible wrong just just out of bounds just just you know bad stuff and uh, and he said it much more eloquently than I just blurted and babbled there for ten seconds but you get the point but he finished it up by saying um, you know the road from complacency to complicity is a slippery slope. And so the question in the morning, you know, what do you think about that when you hear that? You know, I think there's some truth to it. Um, I also think that we are all complacent about something because there are too many things going wrong in the world and we don't work on fixing them all. Nobody has time and energy and the knowledge to fix them all. So I think if you're fixing something that's, you know, important and, you know, you're sticking up for an underdog somewhere, somebody who's, you know, got issues and can't fix them themselves. Um, you know, that's the thing. So you may have complacency. I think we all have complacency in one area. Well, that's not true. We all have complacency in several areas. Um, but hopefully, um, you know, we're working on something somewhere. Uh, we'll get to uh, more of that. A lot of you re- responding. Uh, Bentley Mitchell said he's exactly right. And classless Skip said truth. Jeremy was a little more cynical. He said, I know he's a smart guy, and he knows he has to toe the line. So we'll get to more of this coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. Joe Ingles is coming up next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. All right, the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Ingles, joined us yesterday right after he took a COVID test, and we talked to him all about the jazz. Hey, yeah! This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe, and he'll flush! 
And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Joe, good morning. Hi. Good morning. So, Joe, we, we heard you had to go through, not for the first time and not for the last, you had to go through a COVID test. Does that get any easier with time? <laughs> not really. Um, I absolutely hate it. Um, obviously, now it's um, kind of coming, coming closer to, to us um, leaving to play or whatever. The, the NBA is, um, I think it's mandatory, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, making us do it every second day, I think it is, or something like that. So I don't know how exactly, how often, but, but reasonably often. Um, and like I said, it's I absolutely hate it. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a horrible few minutes. You hurt my feelings, Joe. Why? Because I listened to your show for the first time, and it's just not the same without me, on it. You and I need to have it out. This honeymoon period that we've enjoyed is now over. I've been waiting for it. I've been waiting for that opportunity. <laughs> okay. There's so many you things that me. bug you about me. You, that you I'm in that, and I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, what well, right now? Uh, I'm taking my son to school. Sorry, that's actually way more important to me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I made you, Joe. You know how many? I don't know if your ratings for the last. 400 years that you guys have been doing this. <laughs> the last five or six years have incredibly spiked on Thursday mornings or whatever morning that I am able to come on. The other five days a week or whatever, four or five days a week, are probably way down compared to mine. I just want you to know up front, I hate Australian rules, Australian rules football, and it's largely because of you. I'm not a fan of it right now either because they changed the quarter length and there's no fans there. And so I'm right, I'm right there with you. So at least we agree on something. You're no Adam Goodis, Joe. You mean Adam Goods? <laughs> <laughs> did you watch that? Did you watch it? Yes, I did. Did you? I we were going to watch it last night, but we'll probably we'll probably watch it tonight or tomorrow night. But they are. Uh, Ben Simmons was was a part of the kind of producing crew or whatever their uh, whatever his official title is. So it's, uh, it'd be a good one to watch to, to learn some um, some pretty interesting things on Australia and and for Adam Goods and his story. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was talking to DJ earlier. That's exactly what I thought of because when we asked you last week about all the stuff going on in the country, you were talking about how you've been learning stuff because you've yeah. been here for a good number of years. And this was, in, and you've had years. I just had a couple hours, but I was fascinated to learn stuff that I had no idea about. Yeah, and I, and I don't. Um, I'm definitely not going to kind of sit here and say that I I know everything about it or anything, but it, it's something that, um, like I said, I, I know a lot more about the Australian history and, and watching this this documentary in the next couple nights is going to be same thing you said. Like it's I'm Australian, I've grown up there, I've I've met Adam Goods before and, and stuff like that, but to, to be able to actually sit down and um, 
hear a bit more in depth of, of his story and what he kind of had to go through is going to be um, going to be really interesting. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So, how well do you know Ben? Is this uh, a real interest, or is there going to be more video, more documentaries? Is kind of a one-off, or is this something Ben Simmons is going to be doing going forward? Um, I mean, I, I didn't know how into it he was before. Obviously, I mean, if you produce a, a documentary or, or movie or whatever it's classified as, um, you've obviously got to be um, reasonably invested into it in in in, the, in as in passion and stuff like that. So. Um, I think he'll. Uh, I could see him doing a lot of things like this. Um, uh, I think, like you were saying, like to be able to sit back and, and watch it and give Americans an insight. Uh, I think he can do a lot more um, of these type of things with with Australians to, to bring it over here and and, and help understand um, a bit of our history or, or other things that he, he obviously chooses to um, to kind of do the documentaries about. So. Um, I'll watch it first and, and see if I like his producing. And if it's good, I'll, I'll encourage him to do more, which I'm sure it will be. Yeah, I had nothing to relate it to, so I enjoyed it. And it was something that uh, was educational in addition to being, to a degree, entertaining and just learning about another culture that obviously I've never been down there and I've never experienced it whatsoever. My thought for you is the stuff that we're going through now as a country, how does that compare to what's going on in your country? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, we're having a lot of, um, I don't know if it's kind of similar um, things going on, but, but obviously there's um, been some stuff based on, on racism and, and stuff like that. And um, for us, there's been, been a lot of the Aboriginal people that have been either jailed or um, kind of manhandled by police or whatever the situation is. And, um, probably, um, I don't know if Ben had planned for it to be out kind of at this time now with, with everything that's going on but it's kind of a good to sit back and watch and um, like I said last week I've, I've been on the phone with with Patty Mills a lot um, texting and, and talking and, and just trying to um, trying to help trying to understand trying to listen um, and trying to figure out what, what we can do is especially as white Australians to to um, to kind of help make this um, change, to, to, to change the, the way that the world is. You know, I've been curious being around the Jazz a long time. Uh, um, <clears throat> the the players have been, uh, I think, partly just because of the nature of the job and partly because of the way the celebrity has made players so big, they've kind of necessarily been separated from the general public. We got a lot of players now who are very interested in doing some type of social justice work. You know, it'll probably all be related, but based on individual guys, it could be a little different. But they're coming into a town from somewhere else. They're not connected here, and it can be hard to get connected. There's limitations in the collective bargaining agreement with what the club can uh, make you do or have you do. And if you work through your agent, well, your agent isn't necessarily grounded here. You've found a way to connect with people and nonprofits here and do work on autism. What can be done? Because I know there's people in the nonprofit community here who would love to work with jazz players and would have loved it for years and years, long before any of you were here. I mean, going back 15, 20, 25 years. Yeah. What can be done to bring it together? Because it's not easy for them to meet to meet you guys and it's not easy for you guys to meet them and then we just see someone like Donovan he gets the 
the negative blowback on social media, and it impacts him to some degree. There's no way around that. But the people who want to do what he wants to do have no way to connect with him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because obviously, um, I mean, I've been lucky in, I guess, so many different ways to to meet people and um, get introduced to people, meet people on the streets is like, I've agreed on deals and, and different contracts and stuff to do off court that I've met. Like I said, met, I've met like people in the street that, and things have worked out. I'll never forget, um, and this is it going back to Australia, but I um, was in a hotel lobby in, in Australia and I was just kind of, we were all waiting for the, the concierge to, to kind of, we were actually kind of probably complaining a little bit that it wasn't as quick to check in as what we wanted and would. Uh, and I was talking to a, a man and a woman, an older man and a woman, and um, just had a general conversation. Nothing, nothing crazy. Um, they asked me what I was doing, and I asked them, and blah, blah, blah. And it turned into um, a, a partnership because of the company that they worked for. And, and I got an email, or my agency got an email out of the blue, and um, and said we we met Joe and spoke to him for five minutes, and we want to partner up. And this had nothing to do with sport or anything like that. Um, but just just kind of meeting someone, I think, I mean, there's, there's obviously so many different ways that you can meet people. I think you, you obviously, with jazz players, it's hard, or NBA players, because we're all over the place, we're traveling, and I mean, I, I've done it in, in times in public where you really don't want to speak to them. Like, I'm with my family or my kids, and I don't get to spend that much time with them, and um, sometimes I'll I'll hear people saying my name or whatever and, and kind of just ignore it because I'm with my, my kids for the first time in a week or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, I going back to what you kind of said about the, the Donovan and his posts and stuff like that, that hurts me as a, as a person too because it's, I mean, obviously I'm, I mean, you guys, I'm really close with Donovan. I've, I've been really good, really good friends and, and close with nearly all my teammates that I've played with. And, um, to, to see... I mean, I read some of the comments after I, I kind of heard what had happened. To me, it's like disgusting. But um, obviously, that's a part of, of kind of what we're going through or what this country is going through of, of people listening and understanding and then trying to um, trying to help, trying to understand what 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 it feels like or, or what it is like to be a, a black male or, or a female. Um, so, like, for me, reading that, and then automatically, obviously, for, for me, like I said, being a, a white Australian, it's like, how, how can I help? Like, how can I be there for Donovan? And, and not, obviously, not obviously only Donovan, but this situation with, with what you said, with his like, how can I be there for Donovan and, and help him and, and, and help make change? And, and I mean, that's on all of us, but it's a responsibility I'm, I'm going to take and, and try and do the, the best I can to um, obviously be on be on his side and and, and try and make him feel as comfortable as possible. Going forward, do you see Donovan taking a more active role, not just in social issues, but maybe relative to issues uh, regarding the team? I mean, I would hope so. Um, I think, and that's not a kind of me having a stab in saying he hasn't done it because he's been pretty vocal um, probably all of his kind of couple years, except maybe, maybe his rookie year, but um, he's always voiced um, kind of his opinion to, to us as a team and, and the organisation. Um, I mean, if you, you look at it, it's, it's his and Rudy's team, really. Like, it's it's their team. And, um, 
obviously we're, we're, we're going to build and the team's going to build around them for as, as long as they're here and hopefully obviously that's for, for their whole careers so um, they both need a, to to be at the forefront of, of, of anything that, that happens if, if they feel comfortable it's, it's always I mean I would never you can never push someone or, or, or beg someone to do something that they, they're not comfortable doing and um I mean, that's a part of my conversations, like I was saying with, with Patty, is to, to try and to understand better, to, to, to make sure you say the right things and you're supporting the right things. And um, you don't want to just jump out and make a statement or, or tweet something when um, you could, obviously, you, you're trying to do the right thing, but you could actually make it kind of worse. You could be actually hurting more people with your words or, or a certain word or whatever it is. Uh, and that's a part of what I'm kind of been going through this last kind of whatever however long is, is trying to get a really good understanding and doing some research and listening to, to teammates and friends and um, people that, that, that fully understand what it is and, and I'm going to keep listening and, and keep learning. Joe Ingles joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. As it uh, gets closer to uh, the tournament in Orlando, are they letting you do more as a as in, in small groups, the teams is still all no. one work. What are you doing? No, no, we're not. We're allowed one person and one coach. Oh, I think it actually got. I think it's getting or it's it's something something on my behalf. I think we can get two coaches um, soon or, or whatever. But um, the the rumor or whatever is that I don't think we can do anything basically competitive in terms of. Um, five and five or two and two or whatever um, until we get to Orlando and we um, get through that process of getting there and kind of getting situated. So, yeah, not not much has changed here. So it's uh, as much as I love playing basketball by myself, it's, it's <laughs> the complete opposite of why I started playing. Um, so it's, it's quite boring at times, but it, it is what it is. You expect everybody on the team except Bogdanovich to be available in Orlando? Uh, I mean, I haven't heard uh, kind of as of as of today any different. Um, I mean, I respect and and obviously understand whatever someone's situation was, and if it was that they weren't comfortable or whatever, I would. I mean, I'm still. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to go and I'm going to play. Um, does it mean I'm 100% kind of comfortable doing that, not necessarily, but um, I'm going to go. I'm going to do the, the best for, for, for myself, my team, and, and obviously our organization to, to represent us there in Orlando. And um, I don't think anyone will be 100% comfortable. You, you, not that you're kind of looking over your shoulder, but you, you just gotta, you've got to be really smart and you've got to hope and rely on a lot of other people being really um, smart about what they're doing and um, hope that the NBA is putting the best kind of protocols they can for a, a pretty short um, planning time um, that, that we can all be safe and um, this is where the people that don't understand chime in and say that we're making all this money and we should just go and play and, and yeah, it's much bigger than that we've got we've got families kids we've got our own health we've got people that live with us some guys have grandparents that live with them um, whatever it is so uh, um, yeah, there's, a, there's obviously a lot going on, but I, I have no doubt. I said it now. Probably, I don't know what episode it was, but um, I, time, I think people will pull out, and, and people have obviously started to, and some are different reasons. 
Um, some guys, I think Walker's a friend, and he's been injured before. Trevor Rees is going through something with his son. Like you can't, you can't blame these guys for, for situations like that. So um, I know if someone in our team was was to decide that, um, I know individually, personally, for me, I would, I would support them. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm going I'm to go, um, and I'm going to go and do my best for, for our team. Joe, we appreciate a few minutes, if not all of your social media posts. Thanks for joining us. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure, and I cannot wait to listen tomorrow morning. <laughs> hey, come on. You've been doing this show for years. you telling me you didn't listen to the show before you came on to see what you were getting into? I'm not buying it, Joe. I, I swear on my children that I never, ever listened to the show. Um, I might have listened to like something on Twitter like where you click on the link and you can hear, like, Queen's interview or something like that, but I'd never listened to the live. And then I actually, like, I, <laughs> kind of a boring old story, but I pressed, like, the source thing on my car and I accidentally clicked on AM and it didn't bother me. And then I heard you guys talking and I was like, oh, and I was driving into to practice with So I was like, I'll just listen. And then within, like, 30 seconds, you were like, oh, what did we watch last night? And I was like, oh, my gosh, let me turn this off because I don't really care what they watched last night. <laughs> <laughs> now I am glad what you can't watch last night because you watched the Adam Green documentary. So I'm, I'm, I did. I'm, uh, you were I'm correct. Very happy that you did that. So yes, no, I hadn't. I, I honestly hadn't. But um, I'm not going to also lie. I, I have listened to it a couple mornings since then. So um, you guys are half entertaining, and um, <laughs> it's funny. It is funny listening to you talk about other things and. For me to, it's a part of like, I, don't, I mean, I know we're about to finish, but it's a part of me too, like the learning and the listening. Like you guys talk about some really good things and you, you bring up things and it's stuff like that I can sit there and listen to and be like, oh, like I'm actually learning something where normally I'll listen to a, a podcast or something and um, something pretty kind of easy to listen to. I'm just trying to, to practice it a little bit, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's good. So, um, I would encourage people to do it if they have any interest in you to. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was almost going to be a compliment, but you couldn't bring yourself to do it. I couldn't let it. <laughs> All right, Joe. Well, we wish you many more COVID tests. So good luck with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every couple of days. Every couple of days. Hey, I had to get one because my daughter was sick and it turned out we both got negative results. But as I was sitting in the car waiting to get it, all I could think was, Joe said, this is going to be brutal. Bowler said, this is going to be brutal. And when I got it, it it wasn't good, but it wasn't as bad as I had prepared myself for. Well, my, so the NBA also, as a part of us going in, we had to get our families tested and like I know, I just read something yesterday, there's like a shortage in tests, so they're not doing the kind of the free ones or whatever at the moment. Uh, I don't want people to think like the Jazz or you, like this is mandatory by the NBA. Um, so I got Renee, Renee and our nanny got done because it was people that live with you in your household that is, uh, like I'm around those two girls every every day. So, um, and I was, I was kind of hyping it up a little bit of like, man, you guys are going to hate this. It's so bad. Like, this was the worst one I've ever had. Blah, 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 blah. And then they both came home and they were like, that was like the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. And I was like, <laughs> damn it. I just find it really uncomfortable. Like, it's a really, like, who shall... Sorry, that's Jacob yelling at me because he wants me uh, to get off the phone. <laughs> um, no, it's just a really uncomfortable, like, 
And I don't know what you like. Ours, the first couple of times we had, like, they had to literally go all the way up the back of that nose, yeah. where now it's more of like the base of your nose kind of thing, and you, where you get all your big boogers um, <laughs> group, grouped up. Um, that I know you guys be. I've seen oh, plenty of people picking them out on the freeway, so. Um, oh, no. <laughs> we can talk another time, too. Um, yeah, so whatever. It's all good. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Sorry for the booger talk at the end, but that's where they do the new test. Make sure you blow your nose before you go on. All right, Joe. Well, not only does right, your guys. Jacob want you off the phone, our Jacob wants you off the phone after that comment, too. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob's everywhere day. upset with you. Thanks, Joe. All right, Joe Ingles joins us every week here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. When we come back, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowlerjack, stay with us. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK. And it's time to welcome in Craig Bowlerjack on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Sprint makes it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Bowler, good morning. Hello, you two. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Thankfully, I'm good. So I think the good news for you, Bowler, is if you're going to broadcast games from Orlando while you're in Utah doing it off a monitor, I think that means fewer COVID tests for you. We just talked to Joe Ingles, and he's taking them every couple of days and really not enjoying them at all. I can understand Joe's uh, plight. I tell you, the one one time that we all took it on March 11th was not a fun experience. Uh, I'm not sure what – I think Joe's doing the nasals, the nasal mm-hmm. swab every other day. Uh, that particular night, we did both the lung and the nasal, and it was not fun. Um, I hope I don't have to go through that again. But if you do, you do, and uh, it's a, it's fairly quick, but it's it's not comfortable, that's for sure. But boy, I guess this plays out right through every other day from here on out until they're until basketball's completed. Yeah. Is that what you understand? Yeah, that's I how that's I understand it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what the league said. Even when they get to Orlando, it's an every-other-day yeah. uh, type of testing. So, yeah, Joe's, Joe and the Jazz and the rest of the uh, the NBA that's participating, they're going to get a uh, their more than fair share of testing for sure. So we've been tossing around a theory, and I started it, and DJ's expanded upon it, and I want to get your reaction to it, that this Donovan Mitchell, as he's emerging – uh, as a young man, 23 years old, speaking on social issues, as he continues to get better and establish himself more in the league, combined with his willingness to speak his mind or at least tweet his mind in this regard, that it will actually help the team because as he gets better, he will undoubtedly be a multiple all-star and then he becomes the focal point and leader of the team, willing to say stuff. And people will be attracted to that and want to play alongside of him. So in the long run, him speaking out now on these issues will actually be beneficial to the team. I can't argue that. 
No, I think it's it's a bold uh, and very uh, impressive move by Donovan. And you you make the most important statement of his age of 23 and his willingness to step out there, PK, and I mean step out there to lead. I think he's a future uh, president of, of the of the Players Association at this pace. To be totally honest, I mean he was invited to join Chris Paul and and just a few others to talk to Adam Silver just a few days ago, uh, reportedly by ESPN. And that's that's an incredible, um, well, compliment, accomplishment, but also they, the, the, the players and the league obviously uh, respect Donovan Mitchell and his thoughts and what he would like to see changed. And I think for the Jazz, you make a great, a great point. It's, it's a clear that change is needed all around the league and all around this country and all around the world. And Donovan has taken the stance to help change it. And I think it's a bold move by a very young man with, uh, with a lot of hopes. You know, I, I thought at first that, uh, you know, as a, uh, as a high profile guy, a really good player, and then a leader it would help him recruit players. But I think the more I think about it, you know, maybe the more impactful thing will be the energy, whether a guy comes as a free agent, veteran exception, trade, you know, whatever it is. Uh, the energy you come to with, with a team is critical. And when you're going to a team that's one, two, or three right now, you know, Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks in whatever order you think, uh, you know, and you're looking at LeBron or Kawhi or Ante Tecampo and you're thinking, hey, we got a pretty good shot here. Look at this guy, huh? And you're fired up. Whereas if you're going to you know team 28, 29, 30, hey, get a check, stay in the league. You know, it's just a whole different vibe. Yes, it is. And uh, you know when you when you think about the Jazz, the vibe for you know winning a championship was such a high vibe at the beginning of the season when they picked up Mike Conley, and you know the vibe cooled and calmed. And then it kind of picked up again before COVID hit, whenever he started to kind of hit a stride again. But I'm with you on, on your picks. I think it is a one, two, three with uh, two in the West and the one in the East, which would be you know, the, the two L.A. teams, uh, LeBron, Kawhi, and then Giannis and the Bucks. But, you know, uh, again, getting back to, to Donovan, I just, again, I'm just, you know, I applaud him uh, for taking a stance and trying to help people listen and learn not only about, uh, you know, it's, it's about history. And that's what, you know, again, I've been trying to tell my sons the same thing is, you know, learn, listen uh, before you speak and try to understand exactly uh, what the issues are. Do you think there's a line there for when they get down to Orlando as far as being able to voice your concern about social issues, but also then maybe – crossing the line and detracting from the actual competition? Yeah, I'll be interesting, PK. I, I tell you, the, the one thing that I read that I that discussed Donovan getting involved with this conversation, and I, I wrote this down yesterday, was that you know they the, the league, Adam Silver and the NBA, told the Players Association they agreed to continue, and I think I'm quoting here, the discussions and, the, <laughs> and fighting systemic racism uh, in America while they continue to play basketball in Orlando. You know, and you have to wonder, what does that mean? Um, does that mean national broadcasts uh, will air uh, PSAs? Will the players 
make statements on a nightly basis. Um, I'm not sure. But I think, you know, the basketball is something that the country needs and the players obviously want to play. That's what they do for a living. Checks are important, yes. But at the same time, they still have a message and they want the message to be heard and also uh, the process to continue. And I think, and obviously the league uh, has made um, that known to the uh, to the Players Association that that's exactly what they'll do. They want the message to continue, and I think you'll see it uh, in Orlando. So when you watch uh, all of this unfold leading to Orlando, you got uh, you got any hopes for anybody knocking off the Lakers and Clippers, or have you seen? <laughs> you think they've separated out, or you think the layoff? Just puts everybody in a hat and you mix them up again. I think it's one of those things when we used to, you know, draw numbers. I think there's something to that, DJ. I really do. Avery Bradley, you know, has, isn't going to play. That makes an impact for LA. Uh, you know, the J.R. Smith signing, uh, the alleged or the rumored signing. I'm not sure how that would fare since he hasn't played in a year and a half or so. But, you know, it's, um, I, I think it's, there's a toss up factor here still I mean we've talked a lot about just the preparation the seclusion the bubble how many players are truly going to be in tune to what the whole task at hand is and who leads I mean I know LeBron wants another one in his hip pocket granted Kawhi is the reigning champion but now brought it from Toronto and hopes to repeat it or win another with the Clippers onto the Kumbos hungry but how about the rest of the teammates? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think it is kind of a, a put, put a name in the hat and see what happens. Uh, coaching obviously plays a huge role here in preparation. And for me, I think that for the Jazz, speaking for the Jazz, about the Jazz, I would say, too, there's no time just to say, well, we need time. Now, you, I think the team that really is going to make the biggest impact and the upsets early would be hitting the floor quickly uh, with precision and a team-like precision, by the way, where everybody's on the same page. And what team will be that? Could it be a surprise team? I think so. I think there'll be some sleepers, some outliers, who come in and probably you know do surprise and knock off uh, a, a mighty giant, allegedly, in the first round. I think it's just part of what this whole thing is going to be about. I really do. I'll be surprised. I, I, I'll say this. I'll be surprised if there isn't upsets along the way and those eight games that are played prior to the playoffs how things uh, will force teams up and down that ladder and the Jazz obviously could be definitely included You've spoken about how DJ's mentioned how you may be broadcasting remotely you know what they're going to do for other general media coverage what's allowable (sighs) Boy PK I tell you some of that stuff is still unclear we've heard just a bit for what our jobs are going to be. I don't know how many, if any, media national writers are actually going to be in that that bubble in Orlando. I'm sure there will be. Um, I'm not sure if locally, if any papers, um, if Tony from The Athletic, Tony Jones, uh, that we know well, is going to be put into that situation or if they're allowed to have some sort of outside 
Um, if you can view a game at the arena, I just don't. I don't know. I haven't really heard the entire uh, the plan, but uh, I know that a lot of people have asked about it, and I just I don't know the actual you know a decision that the league has made. It may be ongoing, but again, it's a big decision, and I'm sure expensive for one. If you're gonna if your paper will send you there to go inside the bubble, because you'll have to be part of the the, the testing every other day. Food, lodging, all the above. Uh, I'm not sure if there's anything outside the bubble that is allowed yet that I know of. So I assume there'll be some kind of uh, post-game Zoom press conferences with the local media that that's how they're going to do something. But, uh, man, there's a million details to work out with all that stuff. Well, I hope so. You know, I want to hear from the players. You know, I'd love to have a walk-off. But I don't think that's going to happen either. I think microphones will be, you know, not allowed just because of the, as we know, you know, the wind sock that you, you know, everybody sees on it. The microphone, they have to sanitize it. Uh, they don't want to risk who's used it prior, and I get that. Um, I guess the safest way is to put a camera or a computer close enough to a player where they could actually be zoomed in, and maybe we could lock them into a live talk post game I think probably the easiest way they're thinking is that um, anybody who wants it the the post game interview just like in a postseason scenario right they bring them in uh, they would have one camera one microphone but I don't know who asked the questions you know uh, unless there's there's got to be PR that will be part of the the grouping and uh, maybe a social um, um, social media member from each team that would be part of that. But if there's no reporters inside, then again, it's just kind of a uh, three or four question, you know, situation. And then uh, the players released and off they go back to whatever the quarantine situation is going to be. I'll tell you what, guys, I just think that we're all going to have to understand it's a different time and some new rules have now been applied to what we were so used to doing and so casually approached a locker room and walked in with press passes for now and i hope it's not for all time but i hope uh, we get back to normalcy uh sometime down the road but i think for now we've got new rules and, and new ways of going about how we do our business so we've seen with the PGA Tour back that Bryson DeChambeau's come back and it's just so buff and Jokic in uh, Denver has come back and he's much slimmer. I'm just wondering when Craig Bowlerjack reemerges publicly, what are we going to see that's different? Well, I don't think I'm going to be more buff, that's for sure. Uh, I don't know, man. I've grown a few gray hairs, I'll tell you that. I'm not sure if I want to keep it or not. But, you know, I think a lot of a lot of guys I know, you know, they went with the, the COVID beard. And, uh, you know, why shave every day or every other day? I'm just, I think probably it's going to get trimmed off. But uh, I just I just need, uh, you know, you, you you just need to work, and I'm glad you guys are behind the mic on a daily basis, like I've said. I mean, that's that's what I listen to, and that's where I get information, and I know you were off the air for a while during the beginning of all this, but I'm so glad the Jazz uh, put everybody back on the air and, and uh, you know, rocking and rolling. I just want to be a part of that, 
you know, whenever we get back on to, into the booth. And really the booth is just going to be, you know, looking at a big screen. And I hope fans understand I, I, I'm going to learn with them on what actually we're going to do uh, in the sense of the crowd, the energy. There will be no crowd where they pump crowd noise in. I think fans, I don't know if they want that. It's kind of that, uh, you know, in comedy shows when you know that the, you're supposed to laugh but the joke's not that good. And you wonder why they have the laugh track in at that particular time. But, you know, I don't want it to be overplayed. But I've got to, it's going to be my responsibility and, and Thurls and Harperings and, you know, Booners, Locke, uh, KK, all of us in Alema, you know, we've got to have that energy ourselves uh, and try to not overdo it, but obviously react to the moment of when Donovan goes sky high. So uh, we'll wait and see. I know a lot of times DJ and I have talked about this, PK, that uh, that's kind of the way that a lot of sports are going right now is that, uh, you know, you save travel. Um, I'm not a fan. Uh, but, again, I don't have a choice. And if that's calling games off monitors, that's what we're going to have to do. Well, Bowler, I expect when you come back, you won't have a beard. And you will be, <laughs> in the words of Lama Harrington, Fuck! <laughs> How many times did Lemma say that? Oh, uh, I tell you. Yeah, right. well, I saw Lemma uh, just the other day, and uh, he uh, he is a he just got back from uh, St. George, and I hardly recognize him. He is he's a tanned god. Uh, but, you know, at least staying outside, you know, getting some sun, trying to stay healthy the best you can, and hopefully, um, you know, basketball will, will – will, they'll stay safe. You know, baseball's coming back. PK, I know you've got to be happy with that. Uh, I think at, what, 60 games on July 24th, will someone hit 400? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, it, there'll be some exciting storylines coming out of baseball, too, but the biggest factor is can you stay safe and healthy along the way? And right now we're kind of in that danger zone again, so let's just hope that's the case, that we, we all stay safe. Thanks, Muller. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Thanks to Craig Bolajack for joining us each and every week. David Locke, radio voice of the Jazz, is coming up later today. Next, what is trending? All the headlines are on the way.